welcome to the Youth Development Professionals Guidebook. I'm your host, Michael Garcia. And I'm your co-host, Al Ferreira. Thanks for joining us. Let's get started. Hi, thanks for joining us. I am very excited to have a good friend of mine, my table buddy, Miss Emily. How are you? Woohoo! I'm great. It's so good to hear your voice. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, it's been, it's been, it's been a time. Emily, why don't you take a second and introduce yourself, let everybody know who you are, what your, what Tick Camp is about. Sure, sure. Um, my name is Emily Riedel and TIC Summer Camp is, uh, was established in 1982, um, has always been a female owned small business. Um, and I was, well, it's a funny story, actually. I was in the very first brochure when I was seven. Um, I think the tagline was girl with mop hair or something of the sort. <laughs> um, because the, uh, the founder needed some children to run around on a field to do some marketing photos before camp existed. Um, so I was one of those kids. Um, and then I later worked for her uh, in 19, I think my first summer was 1989, if that ages me a bit. And I worked for her for six summers. Um, best job I ever had, dream jobs. One, and she, um, uh, fast forward, I don't know, gosh, 15, almost 15 years. Um, she was looking to retire and um, called me up and actually produced a document which had my bio, which said I wanted to take over camp someday when I grew up. So she had me. I mean, it was like you had me at a hello type of thing. Um, so I worked with her um, starting in 2008, and I officially took over and now own the business myself since 2012. We are a summer uh, uh, day camp in the D.C. area. We currently have four locations. Um, sort of typical 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. type of gig, um, but we're a city camp, and so we don't do field trips. We don't um, really do anything with nature or the environment. Um, our specialty is more in technology, um, so we mostly teach uh, computer programming, but we also have some really awesome multimedia um, offerings like film and animation and digital music and photography. Um, but ever since the very beginning, we've always been a half day of technology and a half day of sports. So it's a very focused on the mind-body balance and making sure that kids are well-balanced. Um, and, you know, it's kind of funny if you think about teaching computer programming in 1983, which was my first summer, and the computers were ginormous, and the storage of that was ginormous. But... Um, now we have, I think last summer we topped out around 2,000 or 2,200 campers um, across the four locations. We do eight weeks. And me personally, um, again, still the best job I ever had. Um, it offers me such a lifestyle that my kids have my full attention most of the time. Um, and I have three teenagers. Um, boy girl twins 13 and uh, my son is turning 16 in October so you can pray for me whenever you wish um, and I have three dogs and I live in Fairfax County which is sort of the hotbed of corona right now in Virginia happy birthday to your twins today <laughs> if you're That's listening right. the uh, release date 
this is their birthday. So happy That's birthday. Awesome. I will I will spare them not singing because that will <laughs> I might add it at the end. So listen through the whole, you may get, you know, a little happy birthday song. So <laughs> so Emily, this is crazy, right? I mean, this is we we are on the edge and or in the middle of this tunnel of change for not just camps. I mean, let's just be honest, working in, in the world and what that looks like. Give us kind of an update on TIC camp and where you are now and, and sure. where you maybe think you're going in, in the next 30, 60, 90. Right. Yeah. It's been a roller coaster for sure. Um, I vividly remember uh, we had initially isolated with one other family that had similar aged children, um, but that stopped quite a while ago. But uh, when the governor of Virginia came on and said that schools were closed um, until June 10th, and Virginia was really, really early in saying that, and such a far away, they didn't say until we tell you otherwise, they said until June 10th. Um, and we start our camps as early as June 8th. Um, so I cried. <laughs> I, uh, was, I didn't know which end was up and it was, um, it was very tough to swallow. And I lived there for a little while. I really feel strongly that you need to have your feelings and feel them through. Um, and it took me a while to sort of wrap my head around what that all melt meant, excuse me. Um, but I am, I'm someone that really likes to be informed and I felt like I knew nothing. Um, so I just started doing tons and tons of research and that goes, runs the gamut of the SBA loans to unemployment, to virtual programming, um, to just uh, personal loans. I think I applied for probably about seven loans, personally and professionally, which that took me about almost 10 days to even do. Like the first loan I did took me seven hours to complete. And, you know, I do this by myself. I am, I am the, uh, it, it, so it's a lot to take on, on my shoulders, if you will. It was a lot of sleepless nights. <clears throat> um, but I feel like I, once I got through it and I got the applications done and it was out there, I felt like after all my research, I felt very informed. I felt like I had done everything that I possibly could have done. And I still <laughs> was terrified. <laughs> um, there's so many things I could say here. Uh, one of the biggest aspects is my year round staff, which I have, I have three year round staff. So what my program director emailed me with like a four page document on how to, a, a mission, a new camp, a virtual camp called Camp Optimistic. Um, we, we are quite catchy in the camp world and TIC summer camp, TIC actually does not stand for anything. I know people will ask that. It doesn't stand for anything. And most people do call it tick, which is fine. I'm not offended anymore. But um, we use a lot of words like fantastic and all those things. And so she came up with Camp Optimistic. And it read great. And I said, absolutely not. 
I was like you, Michael, I was crossing my arms and I was like, no, we teach computer programming and the, the, what we do is create these relationships and we, you know, we really get down to the nitty gritty and there's no way we can do that in a virtual environment. Um, so I was needless to say, and I guess I, I have to admit that I am not great with change. Um, and I have been doing this, you know, same thing for a long time. So fast forward, I guess, 30 days. We are in our second week of virtual programming. Um, we were able to whoop it up essentially for free um, for various reasons. Um, one is that we really felt like we, the kids needed to talk to kids and that is the camp way. I read an article about how parents are trying to play with their kids and it just ain't the same. And kids need to talk to kids as they are kids. And so we really wanted to provide that for them and to provide parents um, an opportunity to do whatever they wanted to do in silence, whether it was work or just read a book or whatever, because, you know, being a 24-hour full-time parent isn't what everybody's used to doing. So we wanted to do that. And then we really wanted to test things out. We wanted to see how it would do, how it would work, what would work, and if people would be interested and, you know, use it for marketing if we had to do this for the summer. Um, so the first week, within two hours, we had 200 registrations. Um, we, we had to actually shut it down. Like, we, we were like, this is too much. Um, the second week was very similar, um, but we are changing things up. So even though we know some things worked in the first week, we're trying new things in the second week. So we have enough sort of data to go on. So um, we were also able to get a handful of volunteers, of staff. Um, they are, you know, between my year-round staff, um, who are still getting paid, um, and my seasonal staff, who are just volunteering these two weeks, I am so blessed. Um, I do have a bit of good news, Michael. I forgot to even. Okay, uh, let's wait. Everybody brace ooh. themselves. We're, this is good news. news. We like it. <laughs> um, so I found out and the money is in the bank that I got the SBA loan, um, <sighs> which means, um, it just, it just means choices. It means I don't feel like I have to have camp because, you know, some of my money, some of the tuition has already been spent and I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, so now instead of we really have to have camp because I need that income, it is more like if we can have camp, should we have camp? And it's never been about the money. Um, it's just now we have a lot more choices, which is just delightful. But I've been sitting on that for about a week. Um, and then this morning at 1018, I found out from my bank that our PPP loan came through. That's amazing. Congratulations on that. And I can only imagine the breath that you can take. Absolutely. It's, it, it, uh, I feel like 
getting informed and doing all that research um, and crying over not having a camp start on time and crying over having to potentially put my, my staff on unemployment and doing all that research and filling out all those um, applications really. And I'm a bit of a nag, I'm not gonna lie. I've, I have emailed and called my bank every day for a very long time. <laughs> I mean, I am my own advocate for sure. As you should and, be. Emily, I'm really curious in, in uh, the, uh, at, at, as you finish your second week of virtual programming, uh, have you been able to, to uh, provide or have you been able to uh, incorporate uh, the athletics portion of your, you know, of what you've described that you guys have traditionally been technology for half a day and athletics for half a day. Is that something that you're looking right. at? Yes. In fact, it, uh, in some cases, the sort of athletic social aspects have been easier than the programming because we just don't, um, our staff, we don't have a very big pool of people because they're still in college. They're still, and they're, the virtual programming for universities is tough. Like they are busy. Um, so they didn't have any time to spare, even if it was just two or three hours. So we have, I think we're offering about, uh, about 24 campers in the week are gonna get um, Python and um, other, other types of um, computer programming. So we're doing it in blocks. So the first block is a wellness block. So we've been doing some meditation and some mindfulness and gratitude. And then we have tech block. And then the next block is an art block. So we've been incorporating some of the multimedia aspects of our camp. So it could be drama games, but it could also be like stop motion. Um, and then we also have some traditional arts. Like today, they're going to make a dream catcher. Um, and then at one o'clock we do exercise. So we've been doing um, traditional workouts, if you will, but um, we hope to um, incorporate like Zumba and maybe some parkour type of things. We're getting more and more creative as we get into this. And then um, we also have a special event block, which is like stuff you would do at camp, um, bingo, um, game shows. Uh, last week I did a Kahoot, which had about 50, well, 40, 40 ish kids on the call. Um, yesterday I did a pet show and tell, um, and we had about, uh, 20, 20 or so kids. And then on Friday, we're going to do a talent show, which I'm super excited about. So we're trying to incorporate campy stuff, uh, uh, uh moving your body and also sort of the mindful aspects and, um, technology aspects. We have tons of ideas and I'm really looking forward to this summer because we're also going to incorporate like our CIT training so those kids don't have to miss a year. Um, we are going to do bunks. We've been doing a lot of research on virtual bunks, which um, I got to do a shout out to hometown stomping ground who's really let us beg, borrow and steal a lot of their information. <laughs> and um, we're also going to do our, our, we have a, female identifying leadership program called GROW, um, which is just for um, girls and those that identify as females. So we're going to be able to do that this summer too. We're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. Thanks to our friends at Expert Online Trading for supporting the Youth Development Professional Guidebook podcast. Al, you used Expert Online Training at your summer camp. 
I did actually. I used them for several seasons at the last camp that I was the executive director. When we were trying to decide the items that we would present during our staff orientation week, there were so many things that we left out. And when expert online training came along, it was like, oh, we can do this ahead of camp. And then people come in and they're already prepared. We even added on to our our support staff, our directing team components so that we'd all be on the same page prior to doing our support staff training as well. It just really made a huge difference. And expert online training has some great folks who present uh, the kind of people that you'd want to see at conferences or that you do make time to see at the different conferences throughout the year. So if you're interested in looking for the highest quality online training for your youth programs, go to expertonlinetraining.com and check them out. Thanks again for all their support. Welcome back. We're here with Emily Riedahl and uh, who has some uh, wonderful uh, virtual stuff going on with her tick camp. Here's my quote of the day, and it's from Churchill. The farther backward you can look, the farther forward you can see. I, I also like the inverse of that. So here's my question. I'd like you to picture yourself six months from now, and uh, you know, perhaps the Nationals are back at the World Series. Perhaps they're not. Uh, but what would uh, Emily, from six months from now, tell Emily today uh, about this entire crisis and what's gone on? Oh, gosh, that's hard. Well, it's not hard to think of the Nationals uh, winning the World Series again. Um, Wait a second. As a Yankee fan, I think it might be, (laughs) but we'll not cut this out. I will cut every (laughs) National reference out. Sorry. I'm going to just put it in like now every few minutes. Um, So Nationals and then Nationals. I am a giant Nationals fan. Michael knows this. (laughs) So the interesting thing for me is that I'm now at a point where I'm able to be positive on a day-to-day basis. I would say the beginning of April, that wasn't the case. Um, But now I feel like there is hope. Um, And my long-term isn't quite as rosy. Um, I do kind of have a glass half empty future. When I look at the future, it, it makes me a little bit nervous and anxious. Um, but I guess I would just tell myself that it's okay to have good and bad days. And there are people, there are people who are just like me. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I've learned through this process is that initially I felt so alone. I think sort of being an owner, um, of a private camp is sort of lonely as they like say lonely at the top type of thing because you don't really have somebody to like bounce things off of you don't have a board to answer to you 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 do have your customers of course but it gets a little lonely and there's pros and cons but I think that it's this position this situation has made it so clear that the camp community is unbelievably supportive and there is someone for everyone um and i really had never met private day camp business sole business owners those type of people prior to this but we were all asking the same questions and i just had to look for it i didn't i didn't really look for it before um aca with the webinars and new york new jersey with the i mean it's even the 
mid mid states, I think it's called. Um, uh, unbelievable. Even like randomly, Zoom has amazing webinars. Kahoot has webinars. Um, my payroll processing people have <laughs> webinars, um, and they're just for me. And I feel like it was they were talking to me, and it was giving me the information that I really need. So if I come to October, I want to. I want to be grateful. I want to probably pay it forward. I want to also, I think that um, I have really learned a lot. I know I've always been a strong, independent person, but it's okay to ask for help. Um, and I also think that we are creating something that could be a viable income outside of the summer season, which we've never had before. So I don't own a facility. Um, I rent only for eight, nine weeks over the summer and I'm dependent on schools and other buildings. Um, so I don't have, we don't have an after school program. We don't have a winter break, spring break camp. We've always been of the mind that we wanna focus on one thing and we wanna do it really, really, really well. Um, but I do feel like we can do this virtual thing really, really well. And we're, we are, I guess one of the things that made me nervous actually was all camps can do something virtually because it's online. It's so available and uh, anybody can do it. So now I'm not just, my competition isn't just in the DC area. Um, you know, my competition is all over the world. And so I really have to, I think that thinking through, not just throwing something together and putting it up there. We've been really intentional, like all the good camps out there are, about what our mission is. It's a different product. And, you know, what are, what are our visions and what are we trying to accomplish? Um, and what can we do really, really well? And in October, November, I think if we can make this work, it's, it's, it's very exciting to me. I've been trying to, to look into different um, products for TIC to get into over the last two years and nothing has really popped up. So the fact that we're just, we're creating it ourselves is kind of amazing. And, and again, I have to shout out my year round staff, Leslie and Daniel have so impressed me and surpassed me in so many ways. Um, that, uh, they're, they're, that they're literally the only reason we could be even thinking about doing this. Um, so Emily, what are the things that are inspiring you on a daily basis? How are you uh, filling your bucket, so to speak, uh, right now? Well, I have, um, I have a great uh, neighborhood um, that has been doing some virtual um, happy hours. Um, <laughs> There, I'm not much of a gambler, but there has been some poker online too, um, I have heard. Um, this time with my family, and I got to say, initially, I felt awful all the time, and I was really stressed, and I wasn't sleeping, and yet I was having these amazing moments with my family, um, where we're going for these bike rides, and they're playing sand volleyball, and it's stuff that we would never do on a Saturday afternoon, because we'd be running the kids around to their activities. And it was sad to me that I couldn't appreciate it um, as, much as, I, as, as much as I really think I should have. Um, but I'm trying to do better and we are still taking bike rides. So that's been really fun when the weather's good. Um, 
I like to look at the books, stack of books over there, um, but I don't pick them up and read them. Um, so I've been rocking the Candy Crush um, and puzzles. I've really gotten into puzzles, which used to really frustrate me, but it's actually taught me patience. Um, you know, weeding out a thousand uh, piece puzzle into colors and all that stuff is painful, but also it's, I've just really enjoyed it. Um, what else? Oh, my family's amazing. We've been doing dress ups um, every Friday night um, and uh, it goes round robin. So the first was 80s and then we did um, TV or film character. And then we did like a book, uh, your favorite book character. Um, so we've been having a great time with that, um, bringing a little camp into our home as well. And we've also been doing TikToks. I know Michael doesn't want to be on TikTok. I don't, it's not been. that I don't want to be on TikTok. <laughs> I just don't think that all of this can be contained <laughs> by TikTok. I'm going to lay it out there. I think, you know, when you're Team Garcia, TikTok may, I may shut it down and I want other people to celebrate TikTok. I gotcha. I gotcha. But it is fun to do it, you know, with my kids would never sit down and do that with me normally. So this is, you know, there's things we're doing that, you know, the evening meals, lots and lots of eating and cooking as well. So those are filling my buckets for sure. And, um, you know, as much as information that I've been gathering, I feel really informed and that gives me peace of mind. Um, and again, I just have great friends and family. My parents live in a condo a couple miles away and we go about once a week and we're down on the main floor and they're up on the third, fourth, third or fourth floor over the balcony and they can look over and we sort of yell at each other. Um, and, but we at least get to see each other's faces in real life because they're not very technology savvy. Um, we tried many different ways to do Zoom and FaceTime and do all the things and somehow it never worked out. So, um, you know, my dad is rather ill, so it's really great to still see him. And he's very, very, they haven't been outside their home in 59 days. Um, so if we can see them and bring them a little joy, that, that also fills my bucket. You know, we, we talk a lot um, about these new normals and, you know, when people kind of use that term, they're referring a lot of times to, well, the new normal is you're not going to be shaking hands. The new normal is you're going to be wearing a mask in public. The new normal is kind of, I'm going to say for me, a little more negative. I'm hopeful that the new normal is I appreciate more time with my kids. The new mm -hmm. normal is that that Friday dress up doesn't end and, right. and continues to go. And that, that would just, that little, little tiny silver lining on a, on a dark cloud that we're in right now would be so much brighter that in three years from now on M's Facebook page, I see Friday dress up and I, <laughs> that would make my, and not the, we did this three years ago. Like, this is yet last week's Friday dress up and it's ridiculous. Right. So by the I way, kudos it. with all the costumes you have. I don't know where you're getting them all. <laughs> I mean, I'm a camp director. I got boxes of hats and whatnot, but you're pulling some stuff out. I don't know if you're making it or what, but there, there's definitely some legit stuff going on out there. Thank you. I, I think it's a mixed bag. So we do have 
we are costume people. Um, and you know, my, my husband is an introvert and he's very shy and he's actually, uh, a little socially anx anxious. Um, but if he's in a costume, he feels more confident. So he's, you know, rocked the Gumby last week and, um, partially you, we make it up and partially we have it in supply. Um, but it is a lot of fun. And, um, actually it was something Steve McGuire has been putting out, um, every week, like his thoughts of the week on Facebook. And one of the things he said a couple of weeks ago was if we don't come out of this with learning something new or in some way, um, you know, uh, I guess just learning something new or in that, that vein, um, we failed. Um, and I do think like my, even my 16 year old who, you know, can be a little tight lipped sometimes and distance learning in Fairfax County has been um, sort of national news that it's failed so epically bad. Um, he has started writing and he's got, I mean, I swear to God, I think he's got a novel going on over there. And that's so fantastic that he's um, diving into those things. Um, and I do think that you know, as a camp community, we need to help the kids. We need to bring it out of the kids and um, things that they would never consider. That's what we do at camp on a day-to-day -day basis is get them outside their comfort zone. And, you know, it's okay to fail, but try, try, try. And we can still do that virtually. I guess one of the things is that it isn't all rainbows, unicorns to <laughs> own and run a camp. Um, and I, you know, I hear that and I've heard that through everything that it's, you know, I'm lucky enough that I have a, a organization to fall on and, and breathe on. And I love it. I'm going to kind of paraphrase a little bit. Um, you know, you have that camp community, community out there, but ultimately, right. It's sitting yeah. the weights on your shoulders and, and that can be a challenge. And at sometimes, you know, the rewards are phenomenal but when when the weight comes on the the best thing it sucks and so you know know that us camp people out here are here for you if you whatever you need yeah. we we really want to make sure that this is a community this is the time to step up or step out <laughs> i do i i thought i thought that too um at one point um i i it was hard for me at first to like even when you called me I was like I don't want to talk about this you know and then after our conversation I felt so much better you know and like so many people have reached out and it's just so great to um, be forced out of that sort of uh, zone um, but I do think that people look at me um, and I'll just for myself uh, as a camp director that it is the fun it the funnest job around and it is um but it's also a small business and this is not a great time for small businesses and i think back to like last year when i was uh trying to talk to my employees in dc about the minimum wage um and if you don't know in dc the minimum wage is um i think it's it'll be 15 dollars this summer um, which is <laughs> really tough um, for a small business like myself um, to get quality staff and sort of cover cover the nut, uh, so to speak. And um, I, those are the times where it just brings you down, where you're like, yeah, but 
there's so many other things like insurance and merchant fees and all this. I know, you know, um, <laughs> and everybody listening to this knows all of those things. Um, when it seems like as a private day camp owner, I'm just raking in the bucks. Um, but that's not why we do this. And um, it may seem like rainbows and unicorns, but it's very stressful. I support my family. I am, I am, um, I support my family of five. And I also feel like, you know, my year round staff and my seasonal staff and this affects everybody. And these are huge decisions that I have to make only me. And this will affect everyone's lives. And that really was getting me down for a while. But like I said, I'm I've turned the corner um, and feel really, really excited and hopeful about what's to come, even though I do go in and out of the news and that can, um, oh, one thing I did yesterday was I, um, I submitted Camp Optimistic to Some Good News. I don't know if you've heard of John Krasinski's um, Some Good News. I submitted Camp Optimistic because we're offering it free for the um, couple of weeks. And I thought it was some good news. And I, I really love watching that show because he points out the fact that every day you're looking at the news and it says, you know, a million people are affected by this in the United States, but they don't talk about the several hundred thousand people who have recovered from coronavirus. And I don't hear that when I log on to CNN at all. So I think you have to, like anything, you have to look for it. And um, you'll, be, you'll be happily surprised. Um, there are people who are really trying to bring the world um, into a positive place because it, can be, it can be hard. So the, um, the, the, the business of youth development is daunting. And, uh, but let's, let's talk for a minute about the promise of the rainbow. Um, uh, <laughs> earlier, you were talking about, you know, paying it forward six months from now and what, what you're looking at. So for Tick Summer Camp, is there, have you identified, are you looking for the girl with the mop hair that's going to be next? <laughs> wow. Um, yes, I think like, I don't think I can do this forever. I think that, um, my, if the founder of TIC is listening to this, she would um, be very upset because she assumed I would do this for at least 40 years. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I do think that, um, that I have identified some amazing leaders, um, with my year round staff, I feel are very capable um, and have fresh ideas and visions that this old lady maybe can't see sometimes. Um, hence the opti uh, or the opposition of <laughs> virtual camp initially. Um, but I do think that it's, uh, you know, I have a 16 year old and I have a, you know, 13 year old. So I have to think about maybe incorporating them into the the fold and the leader, the future leaders of TIC. And I have some amazing nieces and nephew that have been working for me who I think could be potential um, material for this, but it's not for the, for the um, timid. I don't know what the right word is. It's, it's, it is, I, my, the founder's biggest concern when I took over was not about running the business or financing or accounting or even curriculum or hiring or any of those things. It was, she was terrified that I would not last because I'm so tender hearted. And 
I just any sort of negative comments about camp or about staff or anything like that, I would just take it so to heart. And I don't think that that I personally, I've felt over the last eight years of ownership, it was very hard in the beginning to sort through it, but it helps me, it helps make it better. It challenges me and it keeps me going because I have decided that I only will tolerate a hundred percent satisfaction. And if that's my goal, then I do great things. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I feel like this is in some ways sort of reinvigorating me um, to, I don't know, just to make more things happen and to bring it to more people and to affect more campers lives and all those good things. So I don't, I, and if you had asked me, I guess maybe a few months ago, I was maybe on a five year plan, but I don't know. Now I'm sort of second guessing myself, especially since I've opened myself up to a bigger community um, in the camp industry. Really appreciate the vulnerability you just shared with uh, all of us. That's uh, uh, really shows the authentic nature of your leadership. So I appreciate that. And Emily, I'll, I'll say as, as an unbiased person, you're a giant and you are a lioness and you're, you're killing it. And so keep it up. Um, Emily, tell everybody how, how can they get a hold of you? How can they support TIC Camp? Oh, awesome. Um, so our regular website is ticamp.com or tickcamp.com. Um, we made a conscious decision not to include Camp Optimistic on TIC Camp's website um, because it is a different, it's totally different. We're not accredited, all those things, because there is not, no such thing. Um, but it's, so it's campoptimistic.com. Um, and we are going to finish up this week and then regroup, but we are sort of aiming for like beginning of June timeframe when, um, schools are starting to get out and stuff, um, to start back up, um, with several weeks of programming. Um, and we haven't really decided how we're going to do the compensation. If anything, um, we might offer most of the tracks for free and only the tech ones are paid. I, we, I do have to pay my staff. So I have to, we are still working on all of those models, but it's, um, and then if, if just personally, I love mentoring and helping people, especially um, new and trying camps. Um, if you want to just email me directly at emily at techcamp.com. That sounds so great. Thanks again for joining us, Al, and I will be right back. If you're interested in having your voice heard on this podcast, go to youthdevelopmentpro.com and send us an email. There's three things that you can do to support our podcast. Number one, just keep listening. Number two, share with your network and contacts and colleagues. And number three, leave us a positive rating or like or reference, whatever you do. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you enjoyed their conversation with Emily. Al, tell us what you learned today. You know, I, I, I got to talk about the, uh, the law of legacy that John Maxwell talks about. You know, uh, the Tick Summer Camp is founded on that principle. Uh, you know, she talked over and over about her founder and uh, how she's passing this along, um, you know, to so many people. Leadership is the one thing you can't delegate. You move it forward. And it's clear that she has that passion and the authentic nature to move this program forward. 
Yeah, definitely. Emily is good people and I was very excited when she agreed to be on. I think one of the one of my big takeaways was that it is still something Emily is working through and we are all working through this process and how we come out on the on the end is going to be up to our perseverance and strength. I also one of the things she said which I thought was great was that kids need to talk to other kids during this time. A parent is not a replacement for a peer. And I think that's something to take into consideration is, are you able to, through your programming, just set up a time for kids to be kids? So with that, you know, we really appreciate everybody joining us this week, and we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye.